Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed for the people of Fathom Church to be resourced to go deeper with God. I'm Kyle Knight, I'm the Youth and Digital Minister here at Fathom. Thank you for listening in wherever you're at. Um, today we are continuing our little mini-series of Meet the Elders. Uh, we did Meet the Staff probably this past summer. Um, where we sat down with each of our staff members, just got to know them a little bit more. And so now we decided that we really wanted to do this with um, uh, more of our leadership team here at Fathom and uh, specifically our elders. And so last week we had Gary on. Um, this week we've got um, Eric Shelley here. So welcome, Eric. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so we're just, we're just going to talk a little bit um, about you, um, about yourself. So I guess first, just, um, tell us a little bit about you, about, uh, where you grew up, about your family, um, things you like to do, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so I grew up out, uh, North of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I, um, lived in, in Pennsylvania until through college and then before I moved out here. So, but I grew up, I've got, uh, parents and a younger sister. She's four years younger. Um, we grew up in the church. We grew up Mennonite, uh, in the Mennonite church, which is not Amish, but that's what, something that a lot of people get, um, ask me, but, um, we grew up in the Mennonite church. And, um, so I was really, you know, in church all my life, Sunday school, um, vacation Bible school, summer camps, things like that. Um, from fourth grade on, I began going to private Christian school. So from fourth grade through high school, I was in, in private Christian school. Um, so, you know, kind of growing up, growing up in the church and being in, uh, Christian school kind of, you know, did a lot to shape my spiritual background and formation, uh, things like that. Um, I was first, uh, first, ex- like deliberately accepted Christ at, at summer camp. Um, I was, um, in my early teens and that was, you know, summer camp and they had the, you know, the, the, the speaker, whomever it was at the time, you know, just, it was, um, I'd have to go back and think about, you know, more carefully what, what mm-hmm. he was preaching on, but it was, you know, just one of those, those it was one of those camp moments. Yeah. Those camp just, moment, yep, moments, yep. Of, you know, there's a fire uh-huh. and it was, it was the <laughs> evening after worship and you know, it was, it's always nighttime. Yep, a fire. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So it was, you know, one of those kind of, um, mm-hmm. stereotypical, camp moments. Um, that's where I first accepted Christ. Um, but you know, I've, I've really been walking with him before that ever since now to different, different degrees. And I can I guess talk about that a little bit, but, um, then, uh, in, um, I went, like I said, I went to a really small Christian school. We had a, had a graduating class of about 90. And so the total, um, high school was like 350, 400. So mm-hmm. fairly small school. Um, so when I graduated there, I went to college at Penn state where the, the size was a little bit different. I had <laughs> class sizes at, um, Penn state that were larger than my entire high school. So, mm-hmm. um, and that, uh, I don't know. So for some people it was really culture shock. It wasn't that, um, that big of a deal to me. Um, I'm not the most extroverted person, so I can just kind of <laughs> do my own thing and um, and be a little bit introverted. But 
Um, you know, they always say when you go to a large public school that you, you need to break it down somehow. And so I, I met a, a good group of friends and then I was on the, uh, the Penn State ski team as well. And that was a club sport. So there was maybe um, 75, 90 people on that team. Mm-hmm. And so that was, I didn't do a fraternity or, or any, any other clubs, but that was kind of my little, um, my, my tribe maybe at, at, the, at Penn State. And so that helped. Um, but met some good friends there. Um, you know, some kids go to college and it challenges their faith. I don't know that it challenged mine. I mean, I, I definitely, um, you know, did more of my share of partying and, and kind of, um, didn't stray off the reservation. I, I, I didn't, it didn't really change my beliefs, but definitely maybe changed, um, how I was living those beliefs out. Um, and, and so, but, um, you know, the, the kind of, challenges the college thinking and you know liberalism that we see in colleges these days right. like didn't really impact me I, I, didn't, I didn't change what i believed um in my the summer between my junior and senior year i took a it was called the international business institute and what it was is um it was a collection of christian colleges throughout the country and they would have juniors or seniors that would take this program and we would go to europe for 10 weeks and do some studying, some uh, some tours of businesses over there, government agencies, and then some some touristy things. And so I spent the summer between my junior and senior year in in Europe, traveling ten different countries throughout Europe. Really, I mean, trip of a lifetime. Really, really cool mm-hmm. trip. Um, on that trip, uh, I happened to meet a gal um, who was also on that on that group, and we we started kind of started seeing each other, um, had, had this mutual interest on the trip. And then, you know, at the end of the summer, it was kind of like, okay, now what? She went to school in California. I went to school mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. Um, so we decided to do this long distance dating thing for our senior years. And we did that. She, you know, we traveled here and there to, to, to see each other. But then as we got to the end of our senior years of college, it was kind of like, okay, what's, what's next? Um, and she, as it turned out, was from Littleton, Colorado, mm. even though she was going to school in California. And we kind of decided that I would like living in Colorado a lot more than she would like living in Pennsylvania. And so <laughs> soon after, after college, I, um, I moved out here. So that's kind of how I got to, um, got to Colorado. Uh, long story short, we, she and I broke up. I stayed out here and, um, you know, went on to, to meet me and, 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 um, you know, the rest is history. But uh, that's kind of how I got from Pennsylvania mm-hmm. to to Colorado. Yeah, so, awesome. Um, yeah. What uh, what kind of things do you like to do? Um, hobbies in Colorado? Yeah, so I mentioned skiing. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of the main reasons that I moved out here. Love love skiing. Um, love it's more teaching my girls to ski and skiing. You know, skiing as a family now. Um, but that's just that's really fun. That's something that we we love to do. We love the outdoors. Whether that's uh, camping, I I've gotten into fly fishing the past few years and um, do that as much as I can. Um, but yeah, just being active, being outside, uh, hiking, fishing, camping, stuff like that. Um, I I enjoy following sports, Penn State football, but I, mm-hmm. I, I follow all the all the Philadelphia sports teams. Mm-hmm. Still still stick with my Philly roots. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean those are some, those are some of my hobbies, and then just you know, spending time with with my girls, with Ann and, and my two daughters. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah. So maybe I'll start talking about how Ann and I met. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we were, well, I was um, attending the singles, college, kind of post-college singles group at Cherry Hills Community Church. Mm. And um, I guess I'd been there for a couple of years and uh, they had every summer, they'd, they'd do a short-term missions trip to Juarez, Mexico. So I think we, I think we would drive down there, you know, a 15-hour van ride down mm. to, to El Paso. We crossed the border. And then, so I think that was on like a Thursday. And I think we would build a, we basically build houses for people. Yeah. I mean, out here it would be kind of a, I don't know, um, a, a large shed, mm. like frankly. Um, but, but to, from, from what, what they were starting with, it was, you know, I mean, it was concrete floor, roof, windows, doors, right. and it was yeah. insulated. It was, um, it was really, really incredible. But we would do that on Thursday and Friday and, and then come back on Sunday. So there's the short trip, long van ride. Um, and I was going with, with a couple of friends and um, a couple, couple of buddies. And that morning we were leaving Cherry Hills and uh, you know, we were kind of, we had two vans and we knew it was a long van ride ahead of us. And um, you know, I didn't really go on the trip, like looking to, to meet anyone necessarily, yeah. but happened to see this, uh, this pretty girl in a, <laughs> um, you know, and I, I said, kind of joked with my, one of my buddies, I was like, let's, let's go get in that, that van. And <laughs> get so, in that van. <laughs> so we get in that van and, and again, 15 hours, we had time to kill where everyone's just talking and Anne and I just sort of had this, uh, we both just quoted movies a lot and kind of had, <laughs> had a similar taste in movies. And, you know, back then it was stuff like Dumb and Dumber or Ace yeah. Ventura, you know, you know, kind of those nineties, nineties <laughs> yeah. comedy, Adam Sandler movies, stuff like that. Um, but just kind of had that same sort of sense of humor and knowledge. And so that was that, that kind of, um, we just kind of sort of, I don't know, connected over mm -hmm. that and then just spent a lot of time together over the, over the trip. And, and then, um, kind of after the trip, then we, at, at some point I asked her out for sushi and, and we, we started, uh, started dating. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were, um, I think we dated for a year and a half and then had a shorter engagement um and got married in 20 2006 and um have been married uh so i guess it's what 14 years now mm -hmm. two kids later um yeah so it's been uh it's been a fun fun ride that's um, awesome yeah that's awesome um so how did you get to fathom yeah so after Anne and i got married we were we were attending cherry hills community church and the pastor of that uh, post-college group, he planted a church. It was called the outpost. And we met in, in homes for a while. We met in elementary school gym for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and Ann and I were kind of on the, um, I guess like planning team. We, we didn't, we never got to the point of, of fully installing elders or, but it was kind of this, um, this planning, planning committee, planning team, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we did that for, for a while, um, and but the, the church just kind of just kind of plateaued, mm -hmm. and um, eventually we just kind of discerned that it was time for us to to move on, and um, that was right around the time when we had had Kaylin, our oldest daughter, and I think we were at the time we were meeting in our home, and it was just we had taken on quite a lot with the church, I and mean, there, there was some burnout in hosting mm -hmm. and doing setup and, and finances and planning, and and so. Um, there's a little bit of burnout, but you know, also kind of felt like that it, maybe it was time, time for us to, to move on. And so 
uh, we had, we, we left that church and, um, started looking I think the first church that we visited was called Aspen Grove community church. And we visited a handful of others, but came back there, um, and started attending there. Some of you who are listening will know that that's, that was Chris Martin's church. Mm-hmm. He, he was the worship and, and youth leader there. Um, and Ann had gotten, uh, gotten involved in the worship team. And so you kind of, kind of knew Chris and, and, you know, John Holm was, was there at the time as well. And there, there's a handful of others at Fathom now that, that were, um, that were there. And so we were attending Aspen Grove for a while. When Chris announced that he was planting Fathom, we again, just kind of felt the discernment to stay at Aspen Grove um, at that time. Um, but having been a part of a church plan, you know, we kind of met and talked with Chris about it. He kind of picked our brains on, on some mm-hmm. things and, um, and Chris and I were, were, were kind of, we're kind of friends and, Anne and I, or Anne and Chris had, you know, the connection through worship. So we always kind of kept in touch mm-hmm. we kind of kept tabs on what Fathom was doing. Um, <clears throat> right soon after Chris left that, that church kind of, uh, it had some, had some issues and, and ended up closing its doors. And so I think, well, it, it closed its doors on Easter and then we, we began, mm-hmm. we just, we didn't look at other, other churches. We came to Fathom. Um, Again, having kind of known who, known some of the people that were there that you know we would, we would, we would like and, and enjoy doing doing church with, but also kind of knowing what they were doing, what they were about already, uh, made that a pretty easy transition. So, I mean, Fathom started in um, earlier that year. We came a couple months, a couple months later. So cool. Yeah. So you've been there pretty much from. Yeah, we weren't quite there day one, but we were maybe you know there soon soon after. Right. So. From, from pretty early on. Um, okay. So then, so becoming an elder, um, mm. wh- what made you become an elder? Um, uh, what was it about um, <clears throat> being in that kind of leadership role that you felt God calling you to here at Fathom? Yeah. So I, I mean, going back through you know, kind of my church experience after, um, well, going back to the, the Cherry Hills kind of post-college mm-hmm. group, I mean, I, I led a, a small group, men's group there and, and kind of took on some leadership there. And then when, when we did this church plant, I was on the leadership planning team at Aspen Grove. I was on the, um, the finance team there. And so I've always been kind of, kind of had that. I mean, that's, that, that aligns, that type of leadership aligns with some of my, some of my giftings and my abilities. And so um, I've, even from when I was on that, the, the planning team for that, that church plant, um, always kind of thought that yeah, one day I could see myself being an elder mm-hmm. at a church. And so um, I think at one point at, at Aspen Grove, I was asked to lead there. And, you know, so kind of saw that, that, that some people um, also saw that in me. Um, I, I was able to discern that at Aspen Grove, the timing wasn't right for me to step into it. Um, then, but then soon after attending Fathom, I began to help out with the finances there. And, um, I think we were, we were leading a D group. Um, and then Chris and the elders again approached me and we, we kind of just discerned that, well, maybe the timing is right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kind of did, did discern that. And, um, so I forget the exact timing, how long it was, I think it was over a year at Fathom before mm-hmm. I kind of joined the, the elder candidacy process. Um, but yeah, it's just always been kind of something that like God seemed to have, have wired me or programmed me mm-hmm. for, um, because it, it does align with some of my, some of my giftings and 
and skills. Yeah. So um, maybe we should have, I should have asked this question earlier. What is an elder for, the, for those listening that are just like, I don't, I, maybe they grew up in a church that didn't have an elder team. Yeah. Uh, Cause a lot of churches don't, but, but what, what is an elder for those that might not know what it is? Yeah. So if you would have asked me that question uh, back when I started um, or, you know, back early on, I would have had given the answer more along the line of, you know, there it's an overseer, very administrative, very much uh, right. leading and making decisions. And that's all true. Mm. Um, but there's also a, a very large shepherding component and, and pastoral and, and um, care component toward to that. And so I, I think for, for me, my stuff that's been easy for me is the, the, the overseer stuff, the planning stuff, mm-hmm. the administrative stuff, the, the financial decisions, like that, that stuff's easy for me. I've always been challenged more in the shepherding area. That, mm-hmm. that doesn't come as easy for me. I'm, um, some of it's just being a little bit more introverted and, and, and things like that. And so, but, but it's both. And, and so um, that's kind of how I view it is, is there's just, just sort of the, the, the two sides of it. There's the, the shepherding and then there's the overseeing part. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we do both of those things to, to guide the church. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so I get, I guess maybe for those who, who are listening, um, what is something about being an elder that you feel like some people don't know or don't, get or don't understand that maybe you could teach them about? <laughs> um, I know it's a t- that's kind of a tough question. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe um, some misconceptions or something about an elder or something. Yeah, I mean, I think like, well, maybe, maybe one thought that I have is that people all have their own misconceptions or their own views of what an elder is. And so mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, some, and that might be their, their background or how they grew up or what they saw in, in their church growing up or, or what have you. Um, and so sometimes it, it just doesn't align with their, their viewpoints of that. And, and so like when we do our membership classes here at Fathom, we try to kind of outline, this is what, this is what our elders mm-hmm. do. And, and this is what, this is how we view the eldership. Um, but I, I probably would say, um, you know, like while on a, maybe on a Sunday morning basis, um, we don't appear to do a lot. Sometimes we'll do announcements mm-hmm. when we're, um, when we could pray for people in the back of the room, we'd be in the back room doing right. that. Yep. And occasionally we would preach, we preach, but so it's, I, I would probably say we, we do a fair amount behind the scenes. And sometimes that those things are, are just kind of being in prayer for one another, you know, mm-hmm. for, for the people. And, um, you know, we all, all in, in some way, shape or form have, have a list of, of things that we're praying for, for, for the body and things that we're praying for, for decisions we need to make. And, and, um, and so it's, you know, kind of that in the, that shepherding, but, and, and leadership role, you're, you're kind of always in contention for, for what, what's going on in the church. And so mm-hmm. it's a, um, it's a, it's not a nine to five, five day a week job. Right. It's a kind of when needed mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. seven days a week. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes that, that demand is, is higher than, than other times. Um, yeah, so I mean, right. I think the thing is, it's, it's not just having monthly elder meetings and right, doing, yeah. doing a few things. It's kind of, <laughs> in some ways, you're you're on on call all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whether how that demand you know, that demand may fluctuate, right. and and the intensity of it may may vary, but it's it's kind of a a an ongoing role. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, 
what what do you like about Fathom? What do you like? What what is it about um, this church that that you really appreciate that you like that your family likes um, about this church? I mean, I think at a real high level, I've just the more and more I think about other churches I've been to, the way we teach through the Bible, mm-hmm. I always come back to that. Um, uh, the way the position that we hold Scripture in. Um, and, and how that, um, how that guides our thinking and our decision-making and kind of our, our theology. Um, I mean, God's word is, is at, at the top. And so, um, you know, just, just, uh, there's another, other, there's a lot of good, good preachers and, and good sermons out there, but, um, the way we go through the Bible is just, I, I just, I just really, like, it just kind of opens your eyes so much more to, mm-hmm. to the word. And, and sometimes it's hard because you know, we just spent what 10 months going through first Corinthians. <laughs> um, yeah. and so it, it, that's a, that's a, that's a marathon there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, sometimes it's easy to lose the big picture, right. but at the same time, like there's, there's the continuity of, okay, Paul said this last week and this week he's saying this and next week he's going to say that. And just as a, you know, sometimes if you're trying to grow in your understanding of God's word, mm-hmm. going through it that way, is um is 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 so powerful um i our, our distinctives i mean some of that is in acts in acts 29 but um i really appreciate those just as a um as a as a leader you know having having those that the, the clarity that we have there like, this is what we believe and mm-hmm. and that kind of just helps me as an elder and helps helps kind of form all that we do, whether it's, whether it's the elders, staff, um, it, it just kind of helps, helps define us. And I, I think we have, a, I think Fathom has a pretty good understanding of, of who we are and kind of where mm-hmm. we fit in. And so, um, I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate the people. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and honestly it's changed in the, the five or six years that we've been here, mm-hmm. but, um, whether it's Acts 29, whether it's we, the way we go through the Bible, we, we tend to, uh, Tract um, people that that also want to go deeper with God, and so I, I appreciate that in, in people um, and just kind of how how they let church interact with with their lives. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, maybe looking a little head towards the future and being an elder. Um, what what are the kind of hopes and dreams that you have for for Fathom of where where it could go? Yeah, I want to see us plant a church. Um, I'm, you know, again, we're in Acts mm-hmm. 29. Yep. That's, that's what we're supposed to be about. But, um, I was just thinking about that this week and like, I would, and I'm praying for, you know, God to send us mm-hmm. someone who wants to be, wants to be that guy and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, send, sends him here first and, and then we send, we can send him out mm-hmm. and, and send a, um, a branch of our, of our church with him and, and, and plant a church. And, um, having kind of been a part of two church plants now, like it's, it's cool. It's challenging. And, um, I think it would be just, I, I want to see us, I want to see us plant, plant a church. I mean, that'd be definitely at the, the top of my list. Um, so yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that would be great. And that's, that is one really cool thing about being a part of the X 29 network is that they're about churches, planting churches yeah. and, um, yeah, so that 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 would be really cool. Um, okay, that seriously is all the time we have. 
it went by Not, like that quickly. Yeah, um, <laughs> for sure. Thank you, Eric, for um, sharing with us about who you are, what you do. Um, if you all have any questions for Eric, you could definitely reach out to him, talk to him on a Sunday. Um, anything about being an elder, go to him. <laughs> he knows everything. Um, so thank you, Eric. Carried away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, thank you all for listening. Um, again, you can go to fathomchurch.org to, uh, sign up for in-person services on Sunday. We have nine and 11. We also live stream both of them. Um, but, but get plugged in. Our kids are back open. We're starting youth back up this, uh, this weekend. So, um, check all that out on the website, um, register, you got to register to come here. The times that we're in, it's weird, but do that register. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening church. We love you and we'll catch you next time.